Hello and welcome to this week's OnlyFans football podcast number 19 The Eddie and Ketty after his brace against Manchester United for Arsenal on this week's Super Sunday On this week's podcast, the lads discuss at length the match that was between Manchester United and Arsenal We discuss Frank Lampard's sacking at Everton They also discuss the game between Liverpool and Chelsea at Anfield And yeah, we have our first ever Lockdown boy of the week replacing jersey of the week. Look, I'm gonna be honest with you. This was a very lazy podcast this week. Um, it was minimal effort with maximum output. Um, a really enjoyable chat from the lads. There's Kieran's keys falling <laughs> on the ground. But we do urge you to follow the podcast on Spotify, Twitter, Instagram. Now keep it. <laughs> Kieran was gonna delete it there. Spotify, Twitter, Instagram. I was gonna say TikTok, but that's in the mud. Um, YouTube. We do appreciate all the this is going to get fucking tasty, baby. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. Here's a slice of cheese, Vinico G.S. I have a dream. Arnie Cut. Eh, the fella in the green and white short. The guy's up in the joy of us to be put back in their cells. <laughs> <laughs> if you stop waffling, we might get some work done. He has the goo blood. He has the goo blood. Get out! Let me add a little bit of spice to that. Is he a fucking spice? My grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bike. I think I'm a special one. I'm the normal one. I never knew stuck with that good. Hello and welcome to your mother's favourite football podcast, Kiran, episode number, I think, 19 or 20 now, isn't it? Yeah, very formal again, Adam, with the mother, as opposed <laughs> to the ma this time. <laughs> episode 19, the Eddie and Ketty, as I said, your ma's favourite football podcast, Kiran. How are you this week? Very tired. Yeah. I don't know if you're noticing that, lady, you just, you, I can't shake the sort of bout of tiredness I'm in. Um, very tired in general. Um, maybe yeah. it's just I'm tired of life, Adam. I don't know. I do think it's a case of Blue Monday, man. I think the January Blues is a real thing. <laughs> and I have been tired as well. It's just like fatigue. It's like a weird... It's like a long um, Christmas hangover. I don't think it will last long, though. No, sure. The days will be longer now soon. The nights will be shorter. Still be quite lonely. <laughs> I'm already messing. I'm already messing. I kid. I kid. We um, can't be bringing our... our uh... <laughs> Our, our various problems in, <laughs> into the listeners' lives as well, Adam. You know, we just have to sort of leave it. Apart from that, Kieran, how how <laughs> how has your life been? We we are still waiting. The life of Cran blog. Ooh, as spores get a shot away. Um, coffee time with myself, Kieran. Is there an expected date on I, this episode? What do you think? I'm putting out this Friday. I think I'll get it out this Friday. Yeah. Um, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. I, I plan on having a uh, Hollywood production. Nice. Have you? What about yourself? <laughs> yeah, I, I've been grand, Kieran. I've been doing well. Um, I just want a quick quick bit of housekeeping. I think that's what they say mm-hmm. in the world podcast. We did say on the Instagram, any keen followers will have seen that we did plan on having two guests this week for the FA Cup preview. That kind of fell through, but so we don't trust ourselves this week. So sorry <laughs> to this point. If anyone's looking like, oh, I wonder who the guest is. Like, oh, it's us again. Um, yeah, we, we will have the lads on to preview Arsenal and Man City because um, they're playing each other in a couple of weeks again, I think. So that's the plan to have the lads on. So we'll leave them as ambiguous now and uh, build up the suspense, I suppose. Um, but yeah, other than that, Kieran, I'm doing well, doing very well. Um, January Blues hasn't been kicking me around too much. I was, Kieran, of course, in the away end in Anfield on Saturday for Chelsea and Liverpool and I know people will hear this and they'll be like actually why were you in the away end I, I say people anyone who's listening probably knows why um, shout out to Woodsor who sorted us out with the tickets it was great to get over to Anfield this, this kind of time of the month as well this year in general January is can be tough so it was great to get over to Anfield a bit of a spiritual home in a strange way but in the away end Kieran, it was a bit of a mad one with a lot of geezers from landing. Nice for the most part. They were lovely people. But yeah, it was a good crack. It was a shite game. Like, really, really poor. 
Um, I think on the preview last week, I predicted four all, and I think that was the optimist in me, hoping there'd be goals. There just wasn't. I think your your prediction was way more realistic than mine. Um, nil all. I, I, to be honest with you, I was probably going to go with nil all as well, but I knew I was going, and I knew I wanted to see goals. It was just very tight, and not not team really let each other in. But um, today in general, Adam, how did it start off? I suppose because uh, you were going over to Liverpool, obviously. Um, was it was it a early flight? It was, Kieran. So it started the day started off. Christ, I think it was up at half four. Um, the flight to Liverpool was at um, I think like seven o'clock, ten to seven, something like that. Typical, same old, you know, person goes to the airport has a, a point. Oh, cheeky me, I had a, an awful point at Guinness. <laughs> um, and some actually the breakfast was quite fucking delightful. Now I'll be deadly serious. We got like sausages, hash browns, pudding. There was toast as well. It was, it was actually really fucking nice, to be honest. And then we got out to Liverpool. I went to, I think it was called Thomas Frost, but it's like a Weatherspoons gimmick. Right. So cheap points, packed full of people, packed full of like Chelsea fans. It was Liverpool fans there as well, of course. And then we went up to Anfield then, got a snap with Dave, just underneath the kind of big Liverpool crest on the side of Anfield. And then we went into the away end and we met we met an Australian fella who lives in Luxembourg and has the money to go to all the away games. He was a lovely chap. Kept calling me a gorilla for some reason. But yeah, we got on well. That was that was kind of it. Um and then yeah, in general was good crack. Shout out to the fella actually. Um in the main stand in Anfield, because obviously we were in the away end and <clears throat> when you're in that main stand part, um you can see all like the opposition fans in like quite close proximity. <laughs> And there was a fella there with a, a mullet. And he he kept doing this thing to Chelsea fans. Now, obviously, it didn't bother me because I don't support Chelsea. But he kept, like, you know, like, doing, like, like I'm clapping my hands here, like, sh- um, as if he was, like, going, oh, he's have loads of money. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. as if you're splashing the cash. I think that was the thing he was trying to do. And um, myself, Dave, and Woods are, like, kind of caught eye, t- eye contact with him at one point. And <laughs> Woody just kept going. Shave the bullet, shave it off. <laughs> and anyone who goes to live football regularly knows that the one thing when you're in a way is you don't want to become the subject for the for the opposition fans. You don't want to become the vocal point. Like I, I've been at games, um, in Talca, Daily Mount, the Aviva, wherever, and there's like there's a, there's an opposition fan that everyone can see who's making themselves known, and they get the brunt of the abuse. So this was the last thing he wanted. He didn't want this attention. <laughs> And then there was a point where every time it went quiet, Woody would go, one of us would go, shave it off! Now, it was just all friendly banter, like, you know what I mean? It was good crack. And um, he kept, and, and when it went quiet, he kept he kept looking at us because he knew it was coming. And there was one point where um, we were all singing, um, there was about 20 lads singing, shave it off, <laughs> to, um, the, to the tune of uh, Baby Giving Up by KC and the Sunshine Band. So, um, anyone who knows football will be able to put that chant together. But uh, yeah, that was that. You know what? Sadly, that was the highlight of the game. It got to a point in the game where that was the highlight. But um, yeah, I hope he's not listening because I'm, I'm sure he's a lovely fellow as well. Do you know what I mean? Right? There's some people who on their Saturday mornings say, "I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna climb the Himalayas. I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna go to the beach. I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna share abuse at some fellow with a mullet." Well, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he kept, it was every time it went quiet. Like he, in fairness to him, he gave it. He gave as good as he got. Do you know what I mean? But I don't think he expected a group of like twenty, thirty men and women to be singing "Shave It Off" on Monday Saturday morning. But yeah, that's that's kind of that was the day that was in Liverpool, Kieran. And, and you know what? I'm gonna segue it now. So yeah, Kieran, the match itself, Saturday. Um, Quarter to one, or was a half twelve kickoff? Half twelve, always as grim. I'd say. I thought it was a really bad game of football, Adam. Mm. It, it disappointed me in the quality, and the, these two sides were really good last year, and mm. it just baffles me how how far they've fallen in quality. You know, last year you had Tuchel and Klopp going toe to toe in cup finals, and it was a really good game of football to watch. It was just good passing, good touches. I felt like this this year was complete opposite. Mm. You know, this is the first game Liverpool and Chelsea played this season, and it was scrappy to hell, yeah. so bad. Like the some of the touches, some of the passing, some of the long range passing was horrendous. 
they were kicking out of play every every two minutes. Mm. And you're like, what the hell has gone on here to make these team two teams so bad? It reeked of um, two teams with confidence on the absolute floor. Yeah. And like it felt like, um, to be honest with you, Chelsea overall probably had the better game. Um, but it felt like the kind of nature of the games last season was that both teams were fearless. Both teams were willing to press, willing to counter-attack. This one was kind of different in the sense that I think there was moments in the game where both sides were kind of comfortable with John. And I was a bit like, this isn't how two of the biggest teams in the league play, you know? But um, I thought Mudrick was really, really the bright star for me. When he came on, I was like, to be honest with you, I was very impressed. Like, mm. what the touches he had. I think he got his pocket picked once in the whole game. Um, when he came on for that half an hour, and there were some really good touches. You know, he had a, a intricate touches in the box, and um, he had a bit of a chance that he made himself. And I know you sort of got flashbacks to Eden Hazard, but mm. we won't make those comparisons yet. But I, I was really very, yeah, very we, much I impressed. Put that pressure on just yet. I was impressed because we don't have anyone with pace in this Chelsea team. Mm. You know, you look at the likes of Willian and stuff, and mm. um, back in Lampard's first season. Mm. You know, when he left, we lost our last player with any. Uh, elements of pace mm. and there wasn't really anyone to replace him like obviously Pulisic comes in every now and then and he has a bit of pace about him you need someone with pace in the team you just need someone who has that turn of pace that can counter and I feel like Mudrick can be the fella the Majuka as well he'd be quick he'd be very good yeah PSV um, 25 million yeah and that's a good deal as well but I, I'm very sceptical about the Eredivisie especially after seeing Gakpo up close Um. <laughs> But on Mudrick real quick he was very sharp he was very sharp for someone who hasn't played football in like three months or however long he hasn't yeah I don't think he's played competitive football in a long time so I was very impressed from that point of view you know he, he does well against Milner but it's a 38 James Milner like I'd be fancying you to outpace him you know what I mean be fancying me to outpace him um, and then Milner goes oh, I'm not having this and just smashes him up and I was raging I wasn't in the home end for that because I'm the type of uh, football loser that celebrates tackles so I, I would have genuinely, genuinely celebrate that tackle like it was a goal on the day as well I thought Ziyech was unbelievable it was as good as I've seen Ziyech play um, and I thought Robertson on that left side I thought Robertson done quite well in the game as well so it just shows how well Ziyech done he had a few chances Few nice touches, touches. Um, the crossing is uh, it, 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 crossing is very good, man. His set pieces are his strength. Mm. If he can get Ziek on his left foot, Paddy Ashile, by the way, he's a player. Solid boy. I, I like the look of him now. Again, like it, it, it. I think when you're when you're there in person, it, you can kind of judge these players a bit better. But he was very solid. He was very kind of a, a lot of the traits that Thiago Silva has now, and Thiago Silva's always had. I can see that in him. Now that could be because he's playing with him and he's under his arm or whatever, but he looks a real good player. He's composed on the ball as well. Yeah, he doesn't look like he's panicking at any point. He looks, he, to me, he looks a player that has and real potential. I feel like Koulibaly at times when he gets on the ball, he doesn't look confident or he mm. doesn't look composed, and I feel like Badi Chile is a lot better mm. at that. I don't think Koulibaly is up to the pace in the Premier League. To be honest, yeah, I think he's old as well. He's he's coming into Premier League at. A, a, I think I think maybe a couple of years ago in his in the, I'm not gonna say his prime, but in his best days at Napoli, I think Koulibaly coming in then maybe might have been up to better scratch for Chelsea, but Badia Shile looks really good. Um from the Liverpool perspective, Gakbo up till now just hasn't done it for me. He hasn't really impressed me. I'm not saying it's not working out yet, I'm not ruling out his ability yet. Because mm. again, as I said there now, putting the pressure on the young players, I think there's a lot of pressure on him to come in and perform because the likes of Jota Diaz Firmino are out injured but I don't know I think he's definitely taking his time to get up to scratch in the Premier League anyways. he's definitely taking his time he had a good chance in the second half as well where he got on the half turn and Kepa saved well but yeah I, I would be a bit sceptical about him I'd be giving him another few games yet, oh yeah absolutely I feel like Liverpool form is in the gutter as well mm. it's not it's hard to judge a player when when the uh, team is in such a bad moment, you know, mm. um, so I'd give him another few games, see what he's about. Yeah, um, um, Bojetic comes in. He was very good. He was very good breaking up play. Again, another player, and I, I've harped on about him before. 
with Thiago for Liverpool very good on the day as well um, a lot of a lot of things where again I tend to when I'm, when I'm at the game especially from doing the commentary as well there's times where I'll just like stare at one player for a few minutes to see their movement and stuff and his movement is unbelievable his movement off the ball is very good he finds half spaces you know his passing's good um, I don't think I think it's fair to say at times it probably hasn't been probably hasn't worked out the way he would have liked at Liverpool but I don't think it's it's nowhere near as bad as what the English media have made it out to be at times I think he, he's a real asset for Liverpool it's just the teams out of form in general the teams out of form so as you said it's hard to kind of hit that standard when, when no one's kind of at it so um, but yeah that, that was the game it was definitely a mid-table clash <laughs> the definition of a mid-table clash a lot more games to come I think the Champions League would be a big factor in these two teams and, mm. and how they perform. I can see, I can see the two of us going far enough as well. Yeah, and obviously, yeah, it's a strange one, but I, injuries coming back and stuff as well. Because mm. I know DS is out and stuff for Liverpool, so it would be interesting to see what happens and James and stuff and Kante for Chelsea. So um, yeah, we'll move on swiftly to the three pm kickoffs. Oh. The fun fair of West Ham two, Everton nil, a relegation battle. Mm. Between Frankie Lamps and David Moisey. Uh, do you know what actually, right? Before we get on to the game, I don't suppose you watched that document or documentary, that podcast last week with David Moyes. No, Dyer. you were talking about it. Yeah. Very good man. I actually enjoyed it. I think it's big balls to go on something like that I, I, th- I think you actually talked about it last week and you said it was a bad uh, judgment call from Moyes. I think uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was before I watched it. <laughs> yeah. I it I, good, I did think it? it was a bad judge I, I I I to be honest, which I still think it's a a bad kind of thing to be doing midway through the season but pure content wise it was actually quite good like he he talks a lot about the Glazers and a, a lot about um, what's his name Woodward at United and stuff like that like a lot of that is good he talks about West Ham and saying he wants to change the culture and that and I was like I wouldn't be saying that while you're in a relegation battle and there's um, another thing he said at the, the post-match interview to this game mm. talking about we we went down another road at West Ham. We want to bring a, a few better players in, mm. and you're like, define better we, players. We shouldn't like, be saying better players. Yeah. Those, those players are still in the squad. You yeah. know that you're talking about. Like so, they you, they got rid of Craig Dawson, man, yeah. to Wolves, and I think Dawson's a great player. I don't know what happened there. Like, yeah, some of Moisey's comments are a bit uh, dangerous at times. I would mm. say, as a manager, but um, yeah, but yeah, I I would advise looking at. It. Sorry. I would, I would give it a watch if you get the time yeah. I'd give it a look because it, some of it's good um, and this game Adam I was actually watching it on the couch at 3pm oh, because I had nothing better to do with my life isn't that awfully sad it's <laughs> uh, <laughs> nearly as sad as what you did that night <laughs> when you went to McGowan's what, what did you think I was going to say don't out, don't out me don't out me um, uh, it was it was a terrible game of football Adam I was, I was sat watching it and I was sort of dozing off on the couch watching it uh, but that that is life I suppose uh, <laughs> Ger- Ger- <laughs> it's Jared Bowen you, you don't know. you don't listen to this podcast for analysis that is Jesus <laughs> web it's Jared Bowen who makes that's life <laughs> that's what all the people say <laughs> oh Christ Jared Bowen with on on the double Adam. And yeah. he had twins as well. He's having twins. He's, his wife's expecting twins, and he got braced. How do you know? Because they were going on. About oh, right. Okay, 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 okay. They're not my twins. <laughs> <are they? laughs> um, but he got two goals, and they were two of the similar ilk. Just he was the in the right place at the right time. Everything the is so bad, man. Everything. Everything is so bad. Tell you what, they're so bad defensively, and oh. when a team's bad defensively, you have to look at the manager. <laughs> you just do. Man. We were talking about Everton before the World Cup having the best defensive record in the league. Up to a point. Do you not remember it was like in October? Yeah, but I remember us also... Cody Tarkovsky. Do you know what I mean? What the fuck's happened? I remember also us talking about them and saying they don't have a plan B when, yeah. they're, when they're sat back. Yeah. You know? And I think this is something that Frank never found as an Everton manager. And he's now sacked today, Frank mm. Lampard. Um, this, this corresponds to this game and him losing 2-0 West Ham a vital relegation battle uh, he's won 3 games this season he hadn't won a game since the 22nd of October mm. I had to I had to scroll back on Google to find oh, a game gosh. that they won and I think it was 3-0 to Palace at home and you're like 
how on earth has he stayed this long? It's it's uh, it's a bit baffling because usually, it, with so much on the line now with the revenue and stuff and a team going down in in the league, surely you're uh, as as an owner of Everton, you're like mm. this fella should be gone three or four games ago. Well, yeah. Essentially, Kieran, they're the worst run club in the world. <laughs> That's yeah. I said I said this last year when Lampard came in. I said they're essentially throwing a gallon of petrol on a house that's on fire. And I'm not saying a year later I've proved to be right, but a year later Lampard's not in the job. Well, a year later I've proved to be right. <laughs> um, and it, do you know what? It's just I I, I get I do great get great enjoyment out of this coin. To be honest with you, um, <laughs> that's great for you. Yeah, it's great for me. Um, and I'm not saying that as a dig to Lampard. I mean, it's a dig to Everton. Oh, he gets um, awful abuse though online. The fat Frank being <laughs> so that's a, that's so harsh though. Friends. Um, that's exactly the toxic masculinity you were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, that, yeah, literally. Um, and but they're just so poorly run. I wasn't surprised this this game happened. I wasn't surprised at, at this result at all. Um, I was surprised at Jared Bowen getting two goals because I don't think he scored a goal since like March or something. He hasn't been on score sheet in a good while, and he's he, before that he was linked with like Liverpool and he's linked with a big move like. Yeah, um, I do. I do still think he's a quality player, but everything I just can't man, just so poor. But yeah, boy, boy, lamps. I suppose. What what you say? Who do they get in? Is I suppose another question. I think the favourites for the job are Sean Dyche and Bielsa. Oh, I hope Bielsa isn't going there. But to be honest with you, if I was Everton fan now, I would want Dyche because Dyche. Like, if you get Bielsa, you're taking the risk of Bielsa implementing a style of play being wide open and stuff like I feel like it wouldn't bode well for staying up but if you get Deutsch he's done it all before with Burnley mm. you know I don't think they have the players as well yeah to kind of implement that style the, the Bielsa stuff mm. yeah I, I, I do you know what and I'm, I'm saying this being deadly serious everything could probably do with being relegated I I'm, I mean this now you're laughing I mean this because it's when you get relegated it's a complete reset because everything goes out the window Everything, everything goes. Everything that's bad has to be gone, because when you go down, the only thing you want to do is go back up. That's all, and you'll strive to achieve it. The owners now know that they can bring someone in, get a few wins, stay up, and then next season, the same cycle happens because they don't know how to run a football club. Yeah, everything, realistically speaking, could probably do with going down and starting all over again, starting all over again. And I know that that's a bold thing to say. And I'm saying this as if an Everton fan would want it. I wouldn't want it. But no. that that could be a blessing in disguise would be getting relegated for them. It'd be like a wake up call. Yeah. I think I remember it happening to Newcastle when I was young. When yeah. I was about and seven. They went or eight. straight back up. They went down and straight back up, yeah. Like I think Bournemouth is a great example of that now. Mm. They bring in company, they bring in the likes of Josh Cullen. You know what I mean? And Bournemouth now are, are flying the championship, playing some of the best football you'll see. So like these things happen and at end of the in the moment you're like, geez, that's terrible. But in the long run, it might work out. Yeah. Do you know? I, okay, if I'm an Everton fan, I wouldn't want it either. I'm not saying I would. And but, lamps, what do you think? Do, uh, will he go back into punditry? Or do you I think? would say his episode of Diary of a CEO will be out by the end of February. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say your man's bringing him so much. Be like, you're coming on, Frank. You're coming on. He'd actually be a good episode on it as well, to be fair. He's a good talker, but I just don't think he's a good manager. That's he, do you know what? He's a great talker. Do you yeah. know why he's a great talker? Because he's a great spoover. We'll move on. Um, Bournemouth won, Forrest won. Um, I don't know if you've seen the highlights for this. Kiefer Moore could have scored about three or four goals here. Didn't score one. And obviously, Forrest get the late equaliser through. Surridge. Sam Surridge against his former club, his first Premier League goal, Kieran. Um I think this would be the kind of thing that will probably end up in Bournemouth being relegated to be honest I think the likes of Kiefer Moore front and Solanke as well I'm a big fan of Dom Solanke we had an episode named after him um, I don't think these players are good enough unfortunately and Gary O'Neill's done a good job since Scott Parker's been sacked but it's, it's, a, it's a weird one I think <laughs> yeah and I think Forrest are actually doing quite well now mm. and they're up to 21 points and drifting towards that mid-table positions mm. um, but you have a very tight mix there you have Leicester on 18 Leeds on 18 West Ham on 18 
Wolves on 17, Bournemouth on 17. So anyone can go down, really. I think um, two of the, I think potentially that bottom three now is... Did I say that was that was the three teams on the three left-free podcasts that I thought were going down? Because I don't want to contradict myself. I can't remember. I definitely feel like I said Everton and Southampton were going down. Oh, I just remember you saying Everton, Everton and Everton. Oh, yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> Do check out that episode of the three left-free podcast with ourselves, of course. But yeah, that, that was that game there. There wasn't much to write home about, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and then you had Leicester Brighton. I don't think we talked about this. We yet. didn't. Um, we'll run through it really quickly. Because obviously Ferguson is the big target point because he's. And already... this was something we wanted to chat about, wasn't it? Ferguson? Yeah. So it's it's Matomu who actually makes it 1 0. I think it's a, f- it's a cracking goal. Great goal. Goal right, week. Right foot, top corner. Mm. Uh, player. Mark Albrighton. Mm. Still knocking him out. Comes on in the 30 minute and scores. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, wow. And then. Uh, Shite goal as well, by the way. Yeah. Well, it's really uncharacteristic defending from Brighton. Harry Barnes as well. Getting yeah, on the score. Yeah, corner, yeah, yeah comes to the 88 minute and Brighton need a goal and I think McAllister had a chance um, mm, the Rizzler the Rizzler mm. Alex Fritz McRizzler <laughs> uh, has a chance and it's saved by the keeper their World Cup winner couldn't get in the score sheet but Ireland Evan Ferguson could yeah Adam, uh, unreal drifts into the space mm. I thought it was such a clever finish great head the way he headed it into great the ground head, yeah. and I, I'm actually very excited to see where his career ends up will it end up in the gutter like the likes of Aaron Connolly I um, don't think so or will it end up being a really successful career I, I think he has really good potential and there's this there's this kind of new there's this kind of new striker um, in football now and I think Haaland's the prime example of it of a big kind of agile man who finds themselves in good positions can do a lot of the hard running is good on the ball I think that describes Ferguson quite well and he's what I think it's it's four goals and three assists now or three goals and two assists something like that for Ferguson so far I think he's sailing so high um, if he's listening to this come on for a chat <laughs> we'd love to have you on um, but I, yeah no, I, I think he's I think his ceiling's really high and I, I do rate him now I have to say the thing that makes me optimistic about him <clears> is his attitude yeah. I, I feel like he has a head in his shoulders Yeah, and I think that's a lot of the problems with some of the Ireland players nowadays mm. don't have a head in their shoulders have bad attitude mm. like there's talks about Buscemi having a bad attitude at Swansea yeah. um, there's there's always talks of Parrot and, and the I, likes of you know Tommy as well I think Abafemi had a bad attitude with Stephen Kenny on the 21s yeah. as well and when Kenny first came into the Ireland setup for the for the national team he didn't want to bring him in and there was obviously those calls to bring Abafemi in because he is quite a good player but with Ferguson it seems different it seems like yeah. he's dialed in mm. and he seems like a bit of a winner mentality as well which yeah. is something that Ireland need Absolutely. a striker with a winner mentality and I, I'm actually very excited for that qualifier now against France see what team lines up because there's a lot of good players in form for Ireland at the moment mm. uh, like the likes of Bazunu Joe Hodge Joe Hodge for Wolves very very good yeah um, midfielder Um yeah, but speaking of Bazuno, I suppose we move on to Southampton losing again. Another team in, in arrears, really. It's not looking good for them either. And I don't really like Southampton, to be honest with you. <laughs> so I wouldn't mind them going down. You don't like the seaside, Adam? No, not particularly. Yeah. Um, they should have had a goal, though. I thought it was a very harsh, fire decision for a push on um, a Villa defender. Watkins then gets the finish. Um, from a Villa free kick, it was a lovely header on. Um, into the back of Azuna's net but I, I don't know I just don't really rate this Southampton side here I'm to be honest um, Crystal Palace nil, Newcastle nil. yeah we'll leave that there <laughs> move on to Sunday Leeds nil, Brentford nil. we're going to leave that there as well but I just want to share with the Sky real quick the whole pre-game they were saying there's been goals 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 in these games and I was sat here as I said hung over and I was like this is going to be okay this will this will make me feel better about myself and it didn't it made me feel worse about myself in fact so yeah thanks Sky and shout out Tony who's still alive at his baby breed <laughs> with them betting charges I don't, I don't know how he's still going man. <laughs> I, I, it might be an end of season thing um, but yeah I, look we, we still do love Ivan Tony I feel like we're going to keep mentioning him until he slowly until he disappears yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it'll be like the child in Stranger Things Ivan Tony just yeah, disappears yeah. from the Renford squad and then 
<laughs> I'm not going to spoil the plot of Stranger Things on people but um, Man City 3 Wolves nil, Erling Haaland um, back from the World Cup at last goals from him Kieran tend to be all in the box which I, I don't have any problem with that if I had a striker who was doing what he was doing I'd be quite happy and I think the thing with Man City in previous games that they were kind of struggling I think United done it very well was they weren't letting them get the service into Haaland mm. and they were kind of like marking them out of the game essentially first goal comes from a De Bruyne cross again perfect place perfect timing just taps it in gets a penalty then um, slots that away sends Jose Sa the wrong way and then the third goal again sloppy pay, play from Sa Mares comes in nicks it off him nicks off the Wolves defender and plays it to Haaland as a tap in but again you have to be there Kieran and I think he's equaled the top scorers goals from last season already um, there's 18 games to go this this fella's getting about 40-50 goals isn't he it looks like it. It looks. Mm. It looks like he could end up on forty anyway, mm. um, which is absolutely outrageous. Um, he's gonna. I think he'll break that record easily anyway. Yeah. Um, it's 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 looking ominous at this point. The caveat we all had at the start of the season was, oh, but he's injury prone. What if he gets injured? <laughs> he doesn't even look like he's gonna get injured. And he had a month of rest. Uh, yeah. Everyone else. Yeah. He looks like. Tell you what, he looks like he wasn't sharp before. And now he's getting sharper. Yeah. Again. That's, that's what it looks yeah, like. Yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong. Um, I think I think when we predicted the start of the season I think I did say he'll get about 20 goals but he'll get injured and won't break the record how wrong was I <laughs> how wrong was I he was very good put on that day and a great way to end the weekend where as we're sat here watching Spurs and Fulham uh, I, I'm classing this game yesterday as the end of the weekend <laughs> the namesake of this episode Eddie and Ketia getting two goals for Arsenal against Man United in a 3-2 victory look at plain simple what a game of football girl yeah, I thought it was an excellent game of football. I was sat and uh, watching this game of football with a curry. Oh, nice. Um, I had a nice curry with my dad. Was it ordered or Jamaica? Or? I, I ordered from Taido. Oh, Cabra. nice, yeah. Of uh, Foss Avenue. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, I was enjoying uh, indulging the curry. While what did you have uh, specifically? I had a, a house special Korean chip. Wow! Yeah. House specials are prawns, pork, everything. My first ever house special curry. Nice. Uh, I said to my dad I'll, th- I'll try something new now we're watching football and I'm eating curry might, yeah. might as well and I had that curry while watching this and yeah. it, uh, I felt awful after but <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to Toyota <laughs> <laughs> all I could say is I, I'm really impressed with Nketchy actually because how he's came in for uh, Jesus mm. I feel like he's a real poacher as well gets the goals uh, by being around the post and stuff and mm. it's like this guy is actually two goals are very good man very talented again I think an underrated trait in strikers is positioning yeah you know what I mean like, I, you hear a lot about it um, like look you want players who are quick and who are agile and obviously score goals is, is the main trait you want in a striker but his positioning for these two goals are right like coming in so the first goal he gets cross from the left he's coming in from the right gets in front of Martinez and Shaw but bam heads it in one all mm. and the second goal Again, just that now to be in the right position at the right time to put a pass to Hayat to make a 3 2 in the 90th minute. We can't obviously chat about this game without chatting about Man United because it takes two to tango and they were very good on the day. Take the lead through a Rashford goal who's really rediscovered his form. He's on the form of his life at the minute. Uh, Mitrich nearly scored there. That was Kieran uh, screaming. Fan tracks. <laughs> um, yeah, Rashford gets the goal in the 70th minute. It was a cracking goal. And then, ironically speaking, Martinez equalises to make it 2-2 um, with a header. For all the stick he was getting about being a very small man, he scores a header as his first goal for Manchester United. Um, Martinez, just for what's worth, has been fucking great this season for United since coming in. I know he had a rocky start at Brighton. He's and, also uh, very small. And Brentford. Um, but it's short King season, Kieran. Um, but it was, a great, it was a great goal to get it back to 2 all. But yeah, I think maybe a stretch too far for United in terms of you know stretching their squad I think Weghorst has come in and I thought Weghorst was quite good thanks Carol we're eating um, a caramelised Aldi's caramelised biscuit creams which are knockoff biscoff biscuits um, for anyone who's listening that's the rattling uh, noise there more added more for me yeah but um, yeah that was that was the weekend that was in the Premier League Kieran um, I suppose we go with God of the Week for us do we for me it's Jared Bowen right he had the twins and then he gets two goals I think that's 
kind of ironic I'm, I'm, I'm giving it to Eddie and Kedia because I, I just think as a player he's coming to the side and, and everyone I, I think everyone was saying Arsenal's title helps kind of rest on Jesus being fit and Nketiah's come in and he's been fucking great and I've been the one saying it all season and I'll admit it thinking that maybe Arsenal weren't up to win this league and I think it could be Arsenal's league to lose now yeah do you know a game in hand on Man City being five points ahead if they beat if they beat Man City once look Man City have the power to get back we know that but it feels like yesterday especially was a real turning point Um, big big win the week before against Spurs was a massive win to go to White Hart Lane after the game they had last season where they where they essentially lost in Champions League against Spurs to Spurs um, great character great belief I, I think Arsenal could win this league man I can't believe I'm saying it yeah and shout out to Gary Neville as well who still doesn't think it's possible for Arsenal to win the league and mm. they're five points ahead and you're like fucking hell Gary you should at least say it's possible but um yeah, I, I, I'd agree with that. Uh, goal of the week, Adam, I'm going to give it to Evan Ferguson. I'm going to give it to Matoma. It does smell fishy. It smells like... This fellow Ronaldo is a cod. And our cod of the week this week is... Ah, Frankie Lampard. How could I, how could I forget Kiron? How could I? Kiron is after whispering to me there. Frank Lampard. Because how could I forget? How could me of all people forget Frank Lampard? I don't even have to explain to the people listening why he's caught a week. I don't have to explain to them, Kiron. He's he, it's great. It's fucking great. Oh, um, it's great to be proven correct. I suppose. Look, he's a product of a badly run club. Um, I feel sorry for him in that vein because I'm sure he's a lovely fella, Frankie. Um, he just can't manage a football team, unfortunately for him. Um, and yeah, that's why he is at Cut of the Week, Kiron. There's no, there's no um, around the world in 60 seconds this week. I did say Euro Trash, Euro Treasure. Shout out to season one of the podcast. Um, there's none of that this week because we're a bit we're a bit tired we're a bit hungover and also the TikTok we're still in a TikTok dispute with TikTok yeah so it's 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 up in the air at the moment I think we're going to make a new account anyway yeah the Matrix got to us one <laughs> the Matrix um, but yeah we haven't got a jersey of the week this week we haven't had it for a while so instead of that I'm going to do um, lockdown portraits of the week Kieran because I have this picture here Kieran um, do you want to describe to the people at home what the picture is so Adam has a picture. It's a cartoon picture of caricature. Ad- caricature is yeah. that what it is? I think that's what it's called. Isn't it? Yeah, and it's um, Nathaniel Phillips in a Welsh jersey, I believe. Is that a Welsh? No, that's jersey? a Liverpool jersey. It's a Liber- uh, Liverpool jersey. Sorry, um, and it's also Alisson heading. I think I remember he headed the ball into against West Brom. West Brom, yeah, mm. he came up in the ninety-four minutes, mm. won the game. That was a bit of a mad game. That I, I would have loved to have done the podcast <laughs> back then, man. Those podcasts for that season would have been so grim. Every week would have been like, yeah, there's no podcast this week because Liverpool and Chelsea lost again. Obviously, it would have ended with Chelsea winning the Champions League and Liverpool getting into the um, top four, and obviously just Alison Goldman. I could have sat and talked for an hour about that goal and that game because it was the weirdest lockdown game ever. I purchased this the week that that happened from a, sh- a fella named Dan Layden on Twitter. We might tag him. He's definitely not going to repost it, but we might. Um, who made this. And the original one that he done was just Alisson heading the ball. And I think Nat Phillips cut his head against Burnley the week later or something. And he just put that up as an edit. And I was like, I want that. I want that from my room. I'm going to hang it on my wall because it's nice. And I DM'd him and I said, here, any chance I can buy that off? He was like, yeah. Because he sells art. And then he was like, and he sent it over and we're doing a bit of clear house clear out in the house girl I don't know why I'm giving away my life story here um, and I came across it again and I'm going to hang it up in my room because it's, it's a nice piece of art and how much did it cost you in the end? I think it was just a score score? 20 euro at that time though like we were, now more than yourself we were throwing away money like you know what I mean? yeah it was sort of like I wish I had to save burn. yeah it was awful that I, was great but it was awful. I wasn't responsible enough to save that lockdown money Adam but yeah neither was I clearly you weren't either but that is our first and probably only ever 
lockdown porches of the week you're on and we're going to move on now to our last segment of the show as we said there's no preview this week because very lazy podcast this week it, it is it, it is yeah yeah and i think we had we had great intentions of it not being a lazy one and then we came down and i was actually eating dinner when kieran came in and kieran was like oh, i have a little prepared this week and i was like you know i have very little prepared as well but like we just spoof yeah we just spoof so if you're still with us first of all why why are you still with us secondly thanks Thirdly, we're gonna move on now to get it out. And fourthly, don't fall asleep. Yeah. Shout out to Alberto Marino. I think it's been fairly entertaining to be fair. And um, we are gonna move on to our get it out. First off, we have Woodley who kind of details our Liverpool trip. Um he says, Where do I start? <laughs> he actually I didn't even tell the story. But when Chelsea scored that first goal, um and it was ruled out of bar, Woody pulled his hamstring from celebrating so he was stood there in the away end for the rain. Man, he was in, he was in bits like you could barely stand. Um, another thing that happened was when we were coming back from the airport to the airport, we had we kept putting the window down and telling people in the car opposite, your keys are in your car, and then they go like that and put their hand down to see where the keys are. <laughs> oh god. Uh, Wait, so you would be on the airplane or no, no, on on the taxi to the airport. We were right. putting the window down in the taxi and going, waving at the car beside us, going, hey, the keys in their car. And they put their hand out, check it. Obviously, the keys aren't in the side of their car because how the, fuck, how the fuck can he start the car without the keys? Like, you know what I mean? But that's why it's funny. And then, um, and then obviously, they, a few people were going, ah, fuck off. But the majority of people were going, ah, good one. <laughs> but they were like, oh, where's my keys? It's like, last thing for Woody, of course, is shout out to our dingo. Dollar friend from uh, Australia living in, in Luxembourg. Um, Gary Vab says Arsenal will beat City twice and still shit to bed. What do you think? Ugh, I don't know about that, Gar. It would be very Arsenal, but I haven't seen a sign of that Arsenal even creeping in once this season, which is just unbelievable. It's like it's like Arteta got the Terminator into the dressing room and, and uh, threatened their families or something. It's it's. It's proper attitude change. It's it's yeah, dialed in. Because as we know, that's how all the successful teams become successful. I know, but well, the point I'm making is <laughs> I know, I know they true. were a bit soft before. And yeah, no, you're weak, right. You're right. Weak mentally. I, th- I think the likes of Sinchenko coming in and Saliba coming back is big though. Winners. Yeah. Um, It would be a very Arsenal thing to do. There was a game against Fulham in the Emirates, remember? And they kind of got lucky in that. I think they won two one. I think Fulham were one nil up as well. But apart from that, they've been exemplary. They've been fucking amazing at times. Um, and it's been hard for me to say. I, I I've been like Gary Neville. I've been saying the whole time I can't see them winning. Um, as the weeks are going on, I can. And I I can also see what Gary's saying there. I can also see a part. I can also see it happening where they beat City twice and then lose the league. That like that could still happen. Even the likes of Ramsdale, Adam, the, the, he's been immense. You know, there's no denying it. he's the biggest shithouse in the league, but there's some of the saves he comes up with in, in key moments. Yeah. It's like, wow. And the amount of times he winds up the opponent, and like, I think, I, I, I of all people, was surprised to see him sign for 40 million. Mm. But the way Haven't he's. Haven't been relegated twice. The way well. he's played mm. and the way he's carried himself in the Arsenal team is like a leadership role. And it's. Just mm. amazing to see the transformation from an Arsenal team that was in the gutter mm. to what we're seeing now. It's like a turn of a generation, sort of. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, Gary Vav says I am once again asking if anyone wants to hire me. Um, there's no we can't facilitate that, Gary. Unfortunately, Craig says Klopp or Ten Hag. Uh, the answer is Klopp and Anis. If it's a choice between the two. Um, I actually I, like both of them. Though. No, I, I, yeah. I, I've nothing against Ten Hag. I've nothing against him. It's too early to judge that kind of thing, anyways. But if you're asking me who I want as manager of my team right now, I'm saying Klopp. Like I think as good a job as Ten Hag is doing, which he is doing a great job. You still have to remember he still has one of the most expensive teams in the league. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like he's coming into what Klopp came into at Liverpool, where you had the likes of Emery Chan and Lucas playing centre half. You know, Carlo Torre. Um, ben Casey says. Does Casemiro playing change the Arsenal United result? Um, first of all, as always, shout out to Ben Casey's sister. 
we have a rendezvous here on Don't We Toe TT. Me and, me and Ben. <laughs> you thought I meant the sister, didn't you? For fuck's sake. Um, myself, Kieran and Ben have a, a rendezvous to OTT coming up in March. We are looking forward to it. To answer Ben's question, does Casemiro playing change the Arsenal United result? Um, I don't really think so. I thought the game was, was fairly well balanced. I thought it was, again, judged on fine margins, as most football games are. Um, and of course, you know, he'd beat Arsenal early on in the season without Casemiro. So I, I don't know if he would have explicitly made a whole lot of difference. Casemiro has probably been one of the players of the year, but I don't know if he'd have, like, what would he have done different for any of those goals? Yeah. You know? One thing I would say, though, I think Arsenal dominated the midfield battle mm-hmm. um, with the whole game. And I think Casemiro, having Casemiro there as a presence, would have maybe helped him that way. Yeah. Just to get a bit of a foothold in the game. Because I felt at times during even the last 20 minutes, Arsenal were all over them. Mm. And I just think having Casemiro there to break up the play would have helped a lot. Um, so I think it could have it could have influenced the result in a sense um, for United, definitely. Um, Keane Mulvey says, should Frank get another crack at the Chelsea job now that he is sacked? Um, Fuck you, Keane. I, I, I absolutely think he should <laughs> do you know what I love Frank mm. but it's, it's it, it really it pains me and it, it pains me to see him sack the game because it, it just pains me my heart hurts after yeah. he's such a successful player and, and what he's doing as a manager is just heartbreaking I think the next question from Rory is a good one Lampard, Gerard, Rooney etc all living off their player reputations yeah I think that's fair to say um, not players make good managers you know? not all of them that's the thing mm. um, I think I, if I'm to rate the three of them as who I think would be the best manager I probably would say lean towards Gerrard because he's been successful at Rangers um, but that's not a great parameter to go by either but to, to get back to the question yeah I, I would say they are um, and I, I think as well for them they've been in big jobs like I, I think sometimes you need to start off like low and kind of build yourself up whereas Lampard he was at Derby then he went into Chelsea and then he was in a relegation job with everything like it was all tough jobs like you know yeah and all ones where he's like thrown into the deep end yeah. you know and I think maybe if he was to go back and do it again he'd throw himself into an assistant manager post like Arteta did and work his way in but it's 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 probably too late for him now to be honest, I think he'll have the career in punditry, mm. and I, to be honest with you, I think he's 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 quite a good talker as well. So I'd I'd listen to him on the on the punditry. I think he's good. Yeah. Um. And I think the same for Jared as well. I think Jared's a decent pundit. Yeah. Better than better than a manager, like better pundit than he is a manager. I'd say. And sometimes that's just the way it is. You know, yeah. it, some things just don't work out. Mm. You know, some things aren't all for you, even mm. though you may think they are. Um. I was very deep. Sorry. <laughs> Ben Casey says, "Where does Lampard go from here?" We just talked about yeah. The job center, I think you're. On. <laughs> um, BT Sports. <laughs> BT Sports. Trying for a job. I I would say I genuinely think he'll be on Derby CEO within the next three weeks. Do you reckon he signs for BT or signs for Sky? I'd say you go back to BT. Yeah. Yeah. Ian says, "What's the perfect dessert?" The per- oh, that's a good question. The perfect dessert. I tell you what sometimes I'm in the mood if it's hot sometimes I'm in the mood for an ice cream um, a nice magnum or the, you get some nice ice cream a little like the Italian ice cream mm. Moretti ice cream lovely mm. um, but if I was to go for a perfect dessert I'd probably go a a, a, a Toblerone cheesecake Dave's just joined us here we're yeah. still doing we're doing get it out now we're on the last bit um, what's the perfect dessert Dave? Pepper Lake Grant, um, thanks, Dave. Courtesy of the bake off. A slice of cream, I think, is what Dave was suggesting there. <laughs> With his uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but a top brown cheesecake to finish my point. Really nice, really sort of. Do you know the way cheesecake sort of harsh? <laughs> like at times it can be quite harsh. It can be quite like um, Moorish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, top brown cheesecake sort of balances it out. Um. You see, I'm a fan of a cheesecake now myself, Kieran, but I have to say something contrary to you, don't I? Is that how that works? 
No, but we want we want to have as much variety <laughs> on the podcast as we can. Um, I would probably say, do you know what? You can't be a nice, um, do you know, like a cookie in a skillet, a hot skillet, a hot skillet. Is that like a, a cream sort of? <laughs> no, you fucking agent. Skillet is the thing you cook the cookie in. Do you know, like the black thing they cook the cookie in? That's a skillet. Wait, you're cooking a cookie. Yeah, have you never seen these things? They do them in restaurants, like they cook the cookie. Yeah, they, they, they it's a hot, it's hot out of the oven. Like they put scoops of ice cream on it. It's lovely. I've never heard it. No, really. I've never heard of anyone cooking a cookie, like a, a pre-cooked cookie, cookie. So it's the dough, you dough. All oh, right, the dough. It's the dough in a skillet. Okay. They take it off. The top of it is nice and crunchy, but the inside is nice and gooey and doughy. They put the cream on it. It's lovely, man. Have you never had that? No. I'll bring you. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Ian also says perfect beverage for a hot day in Spain. I don't oh. know I don't know why Spain specifically, but I would go with um a nice point of San Miguel. That's why we go with. Do you know what? I echo that. Yeah. Um the lo- whatever's local to the town itself. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And just the, the way they the way they um put the glasses in the freezer as well. Yeah. Oh God. Um, when we were away, we were drinking su- points of Superbock. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, it was lovely, man. We were, <laughs> we, we'd go down to the bar, and the, obviously beside the pool, and they'd take the the glasses, the big tankards out of the freezer. Oh, oh man. And he'd be sipping away, and it'd be lovely. Um, <laughs> Such alcoholics. I know, yeah. Well, the last two questions now. Dave Mullery says, should homework be banned in school? Michael D. Higgins tried to do it recently. I, I think homework's fairly efficient now to be honest with you I don't want to sound like a dry shine now but I don't really see the problem with homework girl. Um, I do of course you do I think the kids should learn at school they shouldn't be forced to bring school back with them move on to the last question now <laughs> from Kyle Neville of course over the tree left feet podcast who says a nice way to end the crown I think because we did chat about it briefly um, and it kind of brings it's, this is a very full circle moment I'm not going to lie um, who is going to replace Lampard at Everton my money is on Sean Dyche now Kieran, of course we've already clipped in um, the podcast from last year where we had the discussion went viral on TikTok as well it was quite funny I'm going to hand it over to you because you thought Lampard was the answer for Everton who do Everton go in for to keep them safe are you trying to help me again Adam absolutely Um, to keep them safe I'd, I'd put my money on Dyche I, of all managers him or Big Sam? Oh, I, Big Sam back in the park life. As mad as that sounds. I just think these managers have done relegation battles before and, and Everton are in the thick of it. Mm. So I'd even get them on a six-month contract. Deutsch yeah. or, or Allardyce for me. Mm. I'm going to go with a bit of an outside show. I'm going to go with Chris Wilder. Chris Wilder? Ex-Sheffield United manager. Bit of a mound bag. Is he on the market? I am pretty well. If if he's not, they'd be able to get him. I'm pretty sure he was last seen at somewhere like Blackburn or somewhere like that. He was with Sheffield. Remember, he was, he was a good manager with Sheffield United. Yeah. But he used to just always moan about everything, like like you and me. Yeah, and Rene Dupree, fr- French wrestler. We'll leave it there, Sean.